the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'll be joined by the Chief Operating Officer for Jews for Jesus, Dan Sarad, today as we talk about the situation in Israel and biblical prophecy. You can reach me anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Stay tuned. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Support for The Plum Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I am excited to once again be joined by Dan Serrett, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Jews for Jesus. We're going to talk a bit about what's going on in Israel right now. He had the opportunity to travel there to his homeland. He lives in New York now, but grew up in Israel. And we're going to talk a little bit about his years of growing up, too, because he's experienced some aspects of war as a child and so we'll get into a number of different things but particularly looking at the question of is this war going on in israel a sign of the end times that'll be our primary discussion over the course of a couple of broadcasts here on the plumb line and so thank you for joining me dan Jay, thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege, a pleasure. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, uh, Israel, of course, the people uh, of Israel have been on the hearts and the prayers and minds of, I'm sure, everyone tuning into this broadcast, myself included. And so give us uh, a little bit of an update here on what you experienced. Imagine you had some conversations with people while you were over there recently, and just tell us kind of what's going on. Well, first of all, let me just thank you and the listeners and anyone who has been um, praying for and standing with Israel at this most difficult and challenging time. I don't take it for granted. I don't think that we take it for granted. So, Jay, thank you so much for standing with Israel and any listener 
So we deeply and really, really appreciate it, and it's very much needed. Yeah. As you mentioned, I grew up in Israel, so I know Israel at home, really. And so when when I go to Israel, every time I go, it's always a, um, it's always a treat. Uh, we've been living out of the land for three years now, but most of our lives, my wife and I, my family and I have been in Israel. But this trip was obviously very different for us. Just as we stepped out of the plane, we, we, we sensed the heaviness and the sadness and, and the grief. And obviously, we've had our own grief and our own feelings as we were away listening to the news and speaking to people on the phone. But once you were there in the land, it just hit us in a new way, in a, in a different way. So just stepping out, going to Tel Aviv, a city that we're very familiar with, a city that's normally, you know, very energetic and, you know, a lot of nightlife there, you know, and it was just sad just to see the quietness of the city, you know, instead of people going out, having dinner, enjoying themselves, people are gathering for different memorial type of events, lighting candles and just sitting around, there is just this real heavy feeling of devastation and of grief. And this is now weeks and weeks after the horrific, evil, satanic, demonic events of October 7th. And it's not over, right? I mean, so in Tel Aviv, there are still sirens almost every day, and sometimes even several times a day. We had to run to shelters and constantly in many ways, especially... You know, there was like a, for example, there was like a 24-hour period where, where we had like eight alarms and silence. So you never know. And um, there have been buildings that have been hit in, in Israel, and including one just around the corner from our Jews for Jesus ministry center in uh, downtown Tel Aviv. So I bring all this up to give you the sense and understanding that this is real. This is war. And this is tragic. This is really really tragic, hard, difficult times. Mm, yeah, and people are constantly living on the edge, I can tell then, huh? Absolutely. And to balance that, I want to say that I'm so proud of our Jews for Jesus ministry teams and in the land and, and of the church in general in Israel, because as you know, we have a message of hope. And as much as we are um, grieving and feeling the pain, because it's our pain, because it's our people and our country. And we also know that we can trust the Lord and, and, and maybe we struggle with it and maybe it's difficult, but knowing the fact that God and the Lord of heaven and earth is in charge. And, you know, Israel was completely surprised by these attacks. There was a debate, uh, you know, did we have intelligence? We didn't have intelligence. The bottom line is, is that the country as a whole woke up on that Saturday to all these reports, and it was a complete shock. But Jay, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was not surprised by any of this, okay? Mm-hmm. He knows, and you know, like Psalm 21 says, hey, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, and and, and we can trust God, you know, the, and the one who defends and protects Israel, he neither slumbers nor, nor sleep. Mm-hmm. And we can trust God, we need to trust him. He's God Israel. And we know that, that he's a promise keeper. So we have that hope, and, and it's our duty and our privilege 
to share that hope. So we're meeting practical needs right there on the ground in Israel. We're loving and serving our people. As, as we are grieving, we're going out there and we're, we're helping displaced families, providing meals, providing shelter, and, you know, tending to kids who are now out of school. And we're, we're supporting our troops. We're sending meals and some necessary equipment for our troops and all those who are serving in the IDF. And, you know, the numbers are staggering. The whole country is affected by this. And every single person is personally affected by this. You either know somebody who died, over 1,400 Israelis were brutally murdered, or maybe you know somebody who was taken into captivity. Over 240 innocent people are right now in captivity in Gaza and under Hamas terrors. By people, I mean babies, children, pregnant women, elderly. I mean, it's just awful, you know? And, and of course, there's about 400,000 people who have been called to reserve, to serve, including some of our staff, which is for Jesus, and some children of the staff. So we know, you, you, you either know somebody who was killed, somebody who was kidnapped, or you know somebody who is serving up north or down south in, in the IDF right now, defending in our homeland. So this is affecting everybody, the whole nation. And that's the magnitude of this event. And that all started on October 7th. October 7th forever is going to be a day of remembrance, a day of memorial. And, you know, and very similar to September 11th. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, there, there's some differences as well. But it is going to be a day of, um, you know, a sad day in the history of the Jewish people. Yeah. You know, in redemptive history since the Holocaust. We haven't seen a day with so many Jewish deaths, murders, like we did on October 7th. Yeah, yeah, and just horrific, brutal murders, the worst uh, atrocities imaginable. And yet, uh, Dan, I want to. one thing I want to follow up with is none of us obviously ever want to see an atrocity like this taking place, but uh, God has allowed it, and I think and, and wonder if this has created even better open doors maybe for ministries like Jews for Jesus, because as you and I both know, when people are at their absolute you know, lowest and crisis point is many times when they look up and when maybe they'll be open to hearing about the true Messiah. Yes, yeah, so I think that, that, that on one side there is anger and grief, and that goes towards the government mainly right now, you know. I think people are more open towards anything and anybody that's coming alongside them and helping. And, and the people of Israel, a lot have said, hey, we want to volunteer as well. You know, everybody is kind of like right now on mission. That is to defend the country of Israel. As we come alongside people and just, you know, be there with them and their understanding and reality of us being a part of Israel, which we are, and it's hitting closer and closer to home. So maybe some other religious groups have kind of been distant, or maybe um, some, you know, a lot of foreigners in Israel have left, have fled, you know, which is which is completely understandable, you know, people have been evacuated. But the fact that we're there, because we are Israelis, we are Jewish, this is our, our country, it kind of brings down 
this criticism that sometimes we get, you know, oh, you guys are just outsiders, you guys aren't really a part of the Jewish people. No, they see it in, in more than just words, you know, and the fact that we're there. You know, there's over 400 Israeli Messianic Jewish soldiers serving right now, like I said, including some of our staff in Jews for Jesus. So, you know, they, they're kind of like there's more of an understanding of, oh, okay, Messianic Jews and Jewish people who believe in Jesus are part of us. And that is an incredible witness. You know, if before there was a rift, and especially the Orthodox Jews that said, okay, you guys don't belong, you guys aren't a part of the Jewish people, by being there, by loving and serving, by having this ministry of presence. You know, that's why my wife and I went, you know, and, and that's why we have Israeli and Jewish followers of Jesus right there in the land. This is our country. So that's, that's an incredible witness. And we're able to point them to God who protects and defends Israel, you know, and then personally speaking, when people ask us, Hey, how is it that, that you could have, um, you know, so much peace at this time, or how is it that, that you have so much hope at this time? That's an opportunity for us to share with them and um, the hope that we have in Messiah Yeshua and the fact that death can't take us, right? I mean, we have eternal life in Him. So it's an opportunity, personal, and, um, you know, one-on-one with those that are speaking and asking. And, you know, we, those who ask, we definitely see more openness among them. But right now, it's really a time to just stand and intercede, and a time to be there with this um, very important presence, ministry of presence. You know, being there with those that are suffering, mourning with those who are mourning, because we are mourning with them, you know. And, and Jay, I'm reminded of the ministry of Jesus. You know, Jesus left heaven to come down and dwell among us. While he dwelt among us, he wasn't separate from us. You know what I mean? He felt the same pains we did. He had that compassion to come alongside those who are hurting, who are suffering. You know, and even though he could have chosen to leave it, you know, he mm-hmm. could have chosen not to feel it. And that's, that's, that's what we want to do, you know. So we're trying to minister best we can to, to those that, that have lost loved ones, to, to, to families of hostages, to, to the soldiers, you know, because they are us, we are them. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that I don't forget, Dan, before we go to the break here, I want to have you share a website or a link for our listeners here, because I know a lot of our listeners want to help out and support any way that they can, and I think most of them would prefer to support through a, a ministry that is sharing uh, the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ, which Jews for Jesus is doing. So people want to learn more or support, uh, where do they go? Yeah, if you'd like to support, we would... Uh you know, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And just go to JewsForJesus.org. You know, you'll see, um, you know, right, right on the homepage, you'll see how you can, what you can do, how you can partner. And so just go to JewsForJesus.org. Okay. And greatly appreciate anybody who is standing with Israel today. This is, this is a time of such need. And then, yeah, we've, we've set up an Israel crisis fund. So you'll see it right there. Just go to JewsForJesus.org. Thank you, Jay, so much for 
for mentioning that. Mm, yeah, and I wholeheartedly ask uh, you and the listening family to uh, support through that means. Like I say, it's it's always good to support through a ministry that is sharing about Jesus Christ, the true Messiah, as well. There are a lot of different organizations helping out in Israel, but uh, I really appreciate those that are uh, doing it from uh, you know the standpoint of wanting to share about Jesus as well. So my guest is Dan Sarah, the Chief Operating Officer of Jews for Jesus, and we're going to continue here. The next segment, I want to hear a little bit about his experiences being in Israel growing up and, well, some of the similar experiences to what's what happened on October 7th and what's been going on since then, but certainly not as uh, radically horrific as those. But we'll get into that a little bit here, and we're also going to talk about Israel and end times prophecy as we have a two-part series with my guest, Dan Sarad. So stick around on the Plum Line. You can reach me anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. If you're looking for a Bible college that, when you graduate, you will have little to no debt and receive the best Christian education, look no further. Whether you choose to go into ministry or come to simply learn the Word of God, Northeast Ohio Bible College is here. We offer classes at the college or online from the comfort and convenience of your home or use the classes for your Sunday morning or Wednesday night Bible studies. If Christian education is becoming to you, then you should be coming to us. Call today to schedule a class at 330-382-1151 or go to neobc.org. Thanks for joining me for The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm joined today by Dan Sarad, Chief Operating Officer for Jews for Jesus. And we're going to continue our discussion here about Israel and what's going on there now. I want to kind of back up and consider, think about how uh, what Dan's been hearing about, seeing in the news, what all of us have been seeing in the news, brings up probably some uh, difficult memories because uh, you grew up in Israel, Dan, and you experienced well, not the horrific beheadings and the you know the terrible things that Hamas uh, has done, but still you experienced a lot of sirens and attacks yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. And um, like, <laughs> yeah, how you how you phrase it, Jay, is very accurate because I haven't ever seen such horrendous, evil, satanic, barbaric, demonic act. I mean, it's just, you know, the stories that I've now heard and seen the video footage, you know, because in Israel, they, they show it and, and tell those stories. It's just, um, just unbelievable. It's, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. It's, it's stuff we've learned and seen um, about the Holocaust, you know, and, the Jews were gassed and burned alive. And, and in fact, that's what happened, right? They burned the entire family, and, you know, alive, shot babies in front of moms, uh, shot parents in front of kids. I mean, just, just, just awful, awful. And growing up in Israel, I did experience uh, as a child the first war for me was, was the one that, that was Iraq, you know, and when Iraq would send scuds over to Israel. And, I was in middle school at the time, and um, you know, for a while we didn't have school, and we had to we had to basically seal a whole, a room within our house, and 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 we were all given uh, gas masks, and anytime there was a siren, and there were a lot of them, we had to run to the sealed room and put on our gas mask because there was um, a lot of fear of 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 um, them sending gas over us. This was in the nineties in, in scud missiles. 
think it was 89, 90, something like that. So that was my first experience. Later on, when those scud missiles discovered more and more that they, they, they didn't have like a gas on them, they didn't have a gas warhead, but there was still a fear of it. But they were knocking buildings down, so then we had to start uh, running downstairs to our shelter, which we also sealed. So we still had those gas masks. And, you know, as, as this just became a part of our daily routine, schools, you know, started meeting again, and we all had to carry gas masks with us wherever we went, mm. to school, to your friends, wherever you went. Can you imagine as a 12-year-old <laughs> that, that that was our reality? Yeah, you know, and we complained um, about the little face masks we had to wear <laughs> during COVID. You I know, that. exactly, exactly, exactly. So that was that was for what a month, two months. I, I can't really remember. That was my first experience. And later on, we did have the horrific, you know, suicide bombing period. That was probably closer to this reality and of what happened on October seven because. You know, they would go on buses and just blow up entire buses or go into shops or into restaurants. And, you know, and we saw some images there, you know, and of the aftermath. And and that was, that was also mm. very scary, you know, because you never knew. And I would take public transportation all the time as a, as a teenager, you know, and just that's what you do in Israel. Your parents are working. So there was there was this fear. Oh my God, I'm going on a bus. It's just, you know, it was uh, it was very surreal. And a few times I am, um, you know, because buses would would explode in in Tel Aviv. And a few times it was like, uh, you know, oh my gosh, I was gonna go on this bus, or you know, it missed me by a few hours. You know, so you have those thoughts and those those realities, and just really awful and horrendous. Mm-hmm. And of course, most recently. And, you know, those rockets that they're launching from Gaza, well, we've had those pretty much on a regular basis, you know. I remember in 2014, it was a very intense time of them, of them sending rockets. And then they even had to close um, our airport for three days. And it was, uh, it was very intense. And I am, um, you know, I'll never forget having to wake up my kids in the middle of the night and carrying them to our safe room within our apartment just outside of Tel Aviv, you know? Mm. And we had to do that on, a, on, on several um, nights on a regular basis. So, you know, wars, uh, you know, living through wars, through uh, rockets, sirens, that's just uh, the reality of um, of living in Israel. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking. So, thank the thank yeah. the Lord for giving um, Israelis uh, wisdom. I don't know if others, you know, other nations helped, but uh, just the Iron Dome technology. Boy, just think of where it'd be without that. And glory to God for giving man the wisdom to figure that out, huh? Amen. Absolutely. And Iron Dome has been really helpful. And some people have asked me, "Hey, how is it that some houses are hit, like your the house, the building that I." talk to you about just outside of our Jews for Jesus ministry center in Tel Aviv. How is it that it will take? Well, what they don't realize is that um, what Hamas have been doing, they've been sending, you know, tens and hundreds of rockets at a time. And the Iron Dome does intercept a lot of them. But, you know, from time to time, some slip through, you know what I mean? So, again, it's a real war. <laughs> and Iron Dome is a great system. Praise God for it. 
but it's not God. Amen. <laughs> and and it's not it's not perfect and it's not foolproof. So right. you know, so we um you know, this is where our faith and trusting God really, really comes into play, you know, and being able to live your life and, and continue. I, frankly, Jay, I'll be honest, I don't know how people do that without the Lord, right. without God and without having that trust and faith. So, you know what? Praise God for Iron Dome, but even more, praise God for removing my veil and for um, adopting me as one of his own, adopting me as his child. Yeah. And praise God for the promises that God made for Israel. You know, we can trust him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of those promises and prophecy more in the next edition here, but I want to just kind of sum this up by saying that there are many hundreds, thousands upon thousands of Israelis who are, you know, most are secular Jews. Dan and I have talked about this on previous broadcasts. In fact, if you want to look up other discussions we've had, you can go to Spotify, put in the plumb line with Jay Rudolph, and look up my guest, Dan Sarad, and you'll find a couple of other shows that we have done, and uh, dealing with, in particular, the fact that there are, you know, the Orthodox Jews, and most Jews live just kind of a secular life, and so there are just thousands, millions probably even, who don't know Jesus Christ. And as you think about that, and think about what they're going through and enduring, as and as Dan said, how do people get through that with not having a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, our Savior? And so as you think about that, that should really drive us to prayer. And so I just want to conclude uh, this edition by by saying there's another of many prayer requests for the nation of Israel. And two, if you're one tuning in and maybe you don't know Jesus Christ, maybe you just wanted to hear what we had to share about Israel, let me share my email address once again because I want to have you reach out to me and we will get together and talk about the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ and what he has done uh, for you and for me to grant us forgiveness for our sins. That email address is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. I appreciate you tuning in, and I look forward to continuing my visit with Dan Serrett as we'll talk much more about this subject of Israel and the war going on and how this fits in to a biblical prophecy on the next edition of The Plumb Line. We'll see you next time on The Plumb Line. The Plumb Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.